Hello, listeners, and welcome to another uh, thrilling episode of Edgeguard, the podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Blake. I'm one of your hosts. Your other host is uh, my friend Jordan, who's over there. Wait, I'm a host? Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't come prepared. You didn't? I thought I was oh. a, a special I mean, we've been doing this for like listener. three years. You, mm, you really, well, it didn't you, stick. It didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see. Uh, anyway, today, Jordan and I are here to talk to you uh, about a video game called Million Ant Moving Company, which sadly uh just missed the cutoff for uh the edgy award for uh uh biggest undulating morass uh because this is another swarm mechanic game uh that i found i actually found it before we recorded the edgies but uh we we had to uh we had to record them so uh this game didn't quite make the cut but basically the the premise of the game is that uh you control uh, a shitload of ants uh and you try and uh you know wrangle them around to uh push objects uh into and out of a moving van uh and with some sort of various environmental uh obstacles that make it uh tougher to to do so uh and that's basically it you're kind of managing uh the thing that's interesting about this game or distinct from other games that are also about controlling a large mass of of uh sprites on or not sprites but uh i'm trying to think of what word a a large amount of uh controllable guys (laughs) is that uh is that you can control discrete groups individually so basically you have this cursor that you can um it's not quite like rts level like click and drag uh but you you kind of uh increase or decrease the the size of this circle and any ants in that circle will be affected by your um by whatever input you give and then you kind of like drag the computer mouse around to Mm -hmm. uh set them walking in a direction and kind of the interesting thing is that you you set them off in a direction and they'll keep going in that direction uh until you give them a new order so in this way you can kind of uh uh you can control this mass in some really interesting ways uh that kind of uh help with the uh absolute ridiculousness because of course this game uh like many games uh featuring undulating morasses is about um you know managing all these uh all these things on screen yes but also like weird physics shenanigans that happen yeah uh as a result of that uh because that's part of the fun of having that many uh avatars on screen and uh, we should say before continuing this game is by uh, Andy Man 404 on itch, uh, also mm-hmm. known as Andrew C. Wang, uh, mm. also Andy Man 404 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So that is who made this game. And it w- it's a game jam game uh, mm-hmm. for Bonfire Jam, uh, not mm. a jam I was actually familiar with. So, uh, so there's a lot of jams. We hours. can't know them all. <laughs> Pretty impressive. Literally can't. There's a lot of them. There are uh, yeah, so, so um, many. But yeah, like you were saying, um, uh, yeah, it's not quite RTS. I think that's a good way to put it. It's it's kind of in that neighborhood, but doesn't you know? It's not quite like uh, drag, select, and then move uh, groups. Um, it almost in some uh, places felt like uh, in terms of interface, you were using something like Microsoft Paint or like uh, or like Photoshop or something. Just because uh, I often found myself. Um, uh, 
for just like little things when I just needed to get like a, a box just a little bit further, I would uh-huh. I would often be basically like painting the ants towards it because <laughs> I, I needed like just a few here, a few there. And so I'm just like clicking and dragging a lot. Uh, and because it is this big kind of uh, dynamic mass of things you're moving around, it also <laughs> does behave a little bit like you're painting them. Um, so wow. and then also the the you know cursor getting um, bigger and smaller like that, it, it, it does look like a uh, you yeah, know, some I, sort of paint programs, did, um, you know, cursor. Yeah, it, uh, I didn't have uh, or I didn't make that connection at all while I was playing. But now that you mentioned it, it is kind of like, uh, you know, increasing or decreasing the brush size. In, exactly. Uh, and much like Microsoft Paint, uh, it's kind of a pain in the ass to get what you want, uh, you know, <laughs> which is which is part of the fun, right? Is that. Uh, yes. you're kind of struggling and you, you get better throughout the course of this game. Although, uh, I will say now, uh, I did not get good enough at this game to finish it. That last level Me I got neither. about halfway through <laughs> once I saw the laser beams, I'm like, yeah, I'm good on that. I don't think, <laughs> I think, yeah. uh, I skipped someone. the laser beams to see if I could do the, the next room, the next room after the laser beams is very hard, but of course uh-huh. you have to get the paintings through the laser beam yeah. room. Um, so yeah, I, I also wasn't able to finish that. And I was looking through the comments on uh, on itch and it looks like uh, that was a common struggle. Yeah, and actually, the, the designer, uh, Andy Mann, says that um, he ran out of time and was not able to personally test that uh, uh. that uh, map before turning it in. Because, I mean, 48 hours, even for a game jam, that's on the short side. Uh, yeah. So he uh, <laughs> the, that one didn't get any playtesting. And, you know, which is less than the standard uh, for a game gym game, which is very small amount. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Five minutes. Tiny, tiny amount versus zero. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that one, it would probably be not that hard to make it a little easier in different ways. And I imagine that would happen in playtesting. One thing that occurred to me is just like uh, make the respawn a little bit closer just because yeah, it makes me not have to go to, through that vent when my ants get yeah. lasered. I did sure. think the, the vent was kind of flavorfully fun to do once, but sure. because it's hard enough that you inevitably will be using the respawn, it kind of uh, just becomes <laughs> a, a tedious thing. Cause you know, it's really yeah. funny that like it's, it's framed as a heist uh-huh. uh, level and you're like these, these ants that are very conspicuous uh, and not actually sneaky are trying uh-huh. to uh, barge their way through the um, uh, through this vent in order to to steal some paintings. Um, but that does so that does give me to sort of one one of my main impressions of this game that I think mm. was what uh, made it kind of fun at least at the beginning is uh, is something you touched on a little bit the 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 sort of physics shenanigans and just the sort of like um, the fr- franticness. And like just uh, over the topness of the the way these ants move, um, there's just something kind of uh, uh, funny about the the way that they interact with the objects and the way that they like sometimes kind of have control of them and are like picking up the boxes. And sometimes the boxes are just like rolling all over the place out of your control. Uh, yeah. It is just, uh, you know, kind of slapstick and visually amusing. Um, and I, I found that to be very fun early on when the stakes of the game were were very low, you know, in the like prologue level when you just have to move the ants across the map and in the first level when you're basically just moving some boxes left to right. Uh, mm-hmm. I just found the uh, the the um, the interface and like just basic movement of the game very entertaining and just the way the boxes are always like rolling over your your pile of ants uh, very amusing as well. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely think like sort of watching uh, the boxes and uh, furniture like bounce around. I think, I think uh, the, the interesting thing is that uh, the, the goofiness uh, comes a lot of the time from just the weird behavior that the physics has with the ants because like mm-hmm. sometimes there's just stuff that's just like that's definitely like it, it, it makes a lot of sense uh, when you're like pushing a box from behind that it will go forward uh, and so early <laughs> yes. on you're like trying to do that uh, but then it, it starts becoming apparent that there's there's some kind of mm, stickiness or magnetism of the objects to the ants even if they're like behind uh the direction the ants are moving like you can kind of drag stuff along uh and so you can get some really weird situations where like uh another tactic that you'll try and do is that the ants will sort of they can climb on top of each other and so one of the things you can do to navigate around is you can sort of build the ants into a big uh column by uh getting a group and like just pulling the mouse straight up and they'll kind of like just start crawling up and make a big column and once it reaches a certain point, it'll kind of like stabilize and just be this column. And then you can kind of bring other ants up and to the side to kind of like climb over stuff without like pushing it around. Uh, but oftentimes when I was trying to set that up, if I wasn't like super careful about it, like the ants would start interacting with the thing I'm trying to step over and it would just yeah. like start crawling up the side of the tower as I'm trying to build the like tower of ants up. Uh, and it's like, that's not something that would happen with, uh, like, you know, that's not a real physical possibility, but it is pretty funny to watch, you know? Yeah, it's totally funny. I, I think, um, I, I do think, uh, and you know, this is not a criticism cause it's uh-huh. a game jam game. The purpose is to show off a mechanic very quickly. And I think it does mm. that, uh, wonderfully, but I do think there is a, um, a sort of tension between the the two aspects of this game, one of which I would describe as kind of a puzzle game and uh-huh. the other being sort of like a slapstick physics simulator. Mm. Uh, the Once you get to any obstacle that requires like planning and execution, it's <laughs> the, the slapstick quickly, uh, you know, exhausts your patience and you're like, for yeah. Christ's sake, what am I supposed to be doing? Um, yeah, I definitely think that that last level, I think the second to last level, there were moments where I was frustrated, but I kind of ended up overcoming it and uh, figuring out a system that maybe it maybe didn't work reliably but it worked exactly enough times for me to f- finish the level and move on yeah totally. uh, in a way where i still felt like uh there was some goofy stuff happening but i felt like uh you know by the last object or two i was pretty confident that i was going to be able to finish it uh whereas that last level i i first of all i had to restart the game and use the like keybind to skip through levels uh because i got stuck immediately on that last level i knocked down that first painting and it was up against the pillar and there was i tried everything there was just no way to get it to move yeah that was something i was going to bring up but i guess since you brought it up already the you you mentioned that sometimes objects get kind of magnetized to you but it, it it is not something you can control very intentionally uh i i found regularly there would be if there was something flush with the ground uh, uh-huh. It was very difficult, if not impossible, to get my ants under it, and what you mm. need to do in order to, you know, pick it up off the ground. Sure, um, it's most yeah. In the paintings are the worst one. That happened to me too. I eventually, I don't know what I did, but it seems like one of my ants basically glitched underneath it and then pushed <laughs> it, pushed it up. But uh-huh. um, I even the little box on the map before that, I sometimes would, I would never get completely stuck, but sometimes it'd just be 
perfectly flush with like a, a corner of the level of geometry and it's just very hard to to move when that happened um, uh-huh. so yeah uh, definitely definitely that's a, a one stickiness of the the mechanic yeah yeah it definitely there there are times when you're like ah yeah i'm figuring it out i'm doing it and then uh you just like watch as uh, uh your 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 best laid plans just fall apart uh, and you end up like pushing uh, an object that you just pushed all the way to one side so that you could, uh, you know, uh, get it into the objective. And then you're like, all right, now I need to get my ants back out. And you're just like ending up pushing it halfway back out <laughs> or something. You know, it was it was it was definitely uh, a little bit finicky or maybe more than a little bit finicky, a bit finicky. Let's say. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I mean, that's another thing that it's like, you know totally a game jam thing like i i could imagine a a more fully um polished version of this game giving you some sort of control over when ants grip things and when they slide over oh, them sure like even sure. just like i could see right clicking or something just like if uh-huh. you uh right click while you drag then the ants will be more aggressive in grabbing things than not mm-hmm. um or they or also just like um there could be some some ways to just make the ant AI a little more generous with you. Although there, it is pretty generous in places. Yeah, it, um, it, it definitely tries to help you out. Uh, totally. and, and one thing I, I do want to talk about is, um, that this game is really good at sort of, uh, recreating the, the real life phenomenon of like watching some ants carry something really big. Yeah. Uh, and the way it, it's like, uh, it's kind of like uh, watching someone crowd surf at a concert or something where it's just like everyone, yeah, that's all the ants it. are like pushing it along. I think especially in the um, the log cabin level, which is the, I think it's the second to last level. I actually didn't check. It is, yes. Okay. I didn't um, confirm. So you, um, basically you're, you're trying, you've, you, in the previous level, you've pushed a bunch of furniture and boxes into the back of a moving truck. And now you're out in the mountains at a, at a log cabin and you have to take all the stuff you put in the truck in the last uh, mission and put it in the cabin, except there's a a small bridge that has been, uh, has, has fallen. So there's this big gap that you kind of have to try and uh, cross with all your ants. Uh, But if uh, your, either your ants or any of the objects fall into this gap, then they sort of respawn to the left of the gap um, Mm -hmm. a little bit. And so basically what I ended up doing with that level is I would intentionally push something in and have a bunch of ants underneath where it was going to land. And then I'd kind of like have it ride a wave of ants to try and like, you know, build up this big wave of ants, kind of like build it vertically and then start moving over. So, I mean, it really did look like an ocean wave, how they kind of like (laughs) build up vertically and then they like start to crest as they come in. Uh, And like usually with that, you could kind of like get enough momentum on it that you could get like, you know a quarter of your ants and the box to the other edge and then you can kind of like just futz it and hope that the ants like hold on to the box and like drag it over the corner even though like the physics of the situation are totally dubious yeah but it was it's fun and it was it was funny to watch like you know this sea of ants and you're kind of wanting to like keep the box at the at the tip of the wave like like a surfer would uh and sometimes it like (laughs) falls off to the back and just totally tumbles down and your huge massive ants just goes into the crevasse uh and (laughs) has to respawn behind the box and you have to try and set it all up again uh but i did find that it was there was enough 
like it was tricky and uh it's a little bit hard to be intentional about everything uh but there were definitely times when i tried something and it worked and it was like ah yes video yeah i i I I agree especially um i i felt that uh in the first level uh quite a lot i i started like basically a conveyor belt uh where Uh along the driveway i had Uh like a two or three deep uh layer of ants that was stretched very long and then that made it easier to have um you could have the the ants on top pushing left and then the ants on bottom going right and that would make boxes kind of roll on top of them really quickly and oh my god it, it wasn't always easy to set up super well but when i got it working it was very it was very cool and it that's, felt it, yeah, it felt cool. very um uh i mean that was one of the moments that i i think the game had it's uh felt like the most sandboxy because there is something kind of um you know to use an overused phrase but a little immersive simmy about it just in the sense mm. that like it's kind of like, okay, here's a physics simulation. Uh, I'm not going to give you too much uh, instructions on how you make use of this uh, swarm mechanic. You're just going to uh-huh. kind of, you know, whatever the physics allow, you do it. Um, mm. And that, that I think that was when this game was at its most fun, when was when just kind of like by, uh, you know, dicking around with the the mechanic, <laughs> you you sort of like discover a way that you can you can move things um and then and then it, i thought it was uh, really cool although as we've said it is so like slapstick and silly that um, uh, a lot of the times you are not 100 percent sure what you did and why it worked or why <laughs> the ants were able to launch a, a box that far this time and not earlier yeah um, but yeah well did you did you notice so here's another thing on that level that i ended up kind of uh exploiting to get boxes across so if you uh so when ants fall down the crevasse and respawn, if you had them selected, they stay selected and keep taking your input. So if you, if, if you did it right, you could basically like make the cursor as big as possible, get like basically all of your ants and just sort of slowly start marching them off the end. And then it would just, you could basically make a constant stream of ants where they're falling off the crevasse and then respawning, but you're still controlling them. Uh, And the same thing would happen with the, uh, with the boxes. So that it's like boxes would fall in and then you'd get another try to get them across. I actually had one time where two boxes got wedged in the gap and I used it as a bridge. (laughs) Oh, nice. I, I did that briefly accidentally during my first, very first accidentally too, by the way, very first attempt of trying to going across. I was just pushing everything and it Uh just like, I got the, like the chair and one other thing across just by virtue of everything kind of got wedged. And then after that, everything fell in and I spent like 30, 20 or 30 minutes on that level, uh, really, really struggling until I kind Uh of just, managed to luck my way across yeah um, but yeah so the, the one thing i i was um uh i was disappointed to see was not implemented but i'm sure you know it would have been a huge pain to do but like mm-hmm. an ant bridge uh yeah. you, you can't actually fight against gravity horizontally you can only do it um uh, vertically. vertically you can make your ants yeah. go into a tower but if there's not an actual floor below them they won't stay in place yeah uh, but you know like ants um there are some species of ants that actually do do that, like especially yes. across bodies of water. They will uh-huh. like turn into a boat, basically, which is just like mind boggling. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, I, I I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I, I did think that that's kind of where the game was angling when I first like saw this crevasse. I'm like, OK, so I'm going to build 
yeah. a vertical tower right next to the thing. And then once I've got it tall enough, I'm going to like, uh, you know, pull the cursor All to the over, side yeah. and it's going to tip over and stay connected. Uh, and that didn't really end up working, which uh, I thought it would have been cool. And again, it sort of evokes that, um, that thing of like, you've seen real ants do that where it's like, ah, yeah. this impassable gap up. that, uh, you know, ants could never cross except ants find a way because they're terrible. And, <laughs> you know, vermin. Uh, so I was a little, yeah, I was also a little bit disappointed, but again, yeah, you know, game jam game all told it's, uh, it works quite well for something that someone made in, you know, 40 48 hours. hours. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I was, I also, um, just to shout out some of the little things, I felt like the, even the choice of music was pretty good. Like the, sure. there's like this sort of like hectic cartoonish beat. Yeah. Um, kind of jaunty, goofy sounding music. Yeah. Yeah. The, it just, I felt like really, um, really went with the slapstick, uh, sense of humor. Uh, it just like it, it, it seems like something they'd be playing in a, in a particularly like frantic Looney Tunes short. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Actually, this is a weird one. Uh, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but just since you brought up the music, it had a very similar sound to me to a game I played as a child on the PS2 called uh, The Simpsons Hit and Run, which is basically, uh, it was like a... Do not know this game. It was like an open world driving game, but also you could like get out and run around. It was kind of like a a GTA clone, right? It was in that time when, uh, you know, GTA (laughs) three came out and was like, holy shit, open world games. And so it's just like open world Simpsons driving game, but also you can get out and run around and there's like 3d platforming. Actually, it's a pretty good game, but it has (laughs) like very similar, like goofy, jaunty, like upbeat music uh in it and i don't know why but the whatever you know uh free to use uh uh music that is in this game uh kind of like match that vibe which i I thought was funny you should check out afterwards and see if it actually maybe it is taken from that you know no i checked music (laughs) yeah it's just uh it's just all uh oh this is incredible one of the songs is called ants oh is it really yeah, it's uh, it's on freesound. No, that's org. sound effects, not. Oh, oh, I thought. Oh, was, I was curious if oh, those were real effects, ant right. sounds. You know what the the ant sound effect reminded me of? Take what? a guess. Take a guess. Um, no idea. It sounds like vinyl crackle, like a vinyl record on a record oh. player when there's no sound coming out. It has this kind of like. <sighs> That is it sounded like really similar funny. to that, um, which I thought was uh, was pretty funny. Um, but also when I thought about the sound too hard, it was also kind of gross because uh, I don't like ants. ants yeah, not, it was kind of gross. I do think uh, so on the topic of whether or not it's gross. Uh, <laughs> I think that the um, the designer did a great job of choosing ant uh, visual models and motions <laughs> that were enough like ants to <laughs> feel like yeah. this is an ant game, but not uh-huh. so much like ants. That it was like unbearable to play. And there's I, a few reasons for that. One is if you look at the ants closely, they're kind of flat. So they, they almost look like they're like paper cutouts. So it makes uh-huh. it, it gives it a kind of like a, like toy story children's vibe to it <laughs> that I think helps uh, mitigate against it. Also, they're not sized correctly. They're very big, um, mm-hmm. proportionate to the things you're moving. Um, 
and then they don't like skitter around quite like uh, actual ants do. And and this I think also is a clever use of uh, like time saving because the, oh, yeah. the the ant movement animations are very simple. Their legs aren't moving around. They're just kind of like bobbing back and forth. Uh-huh. Um, but it it actually really works both because it makes it you know it makes the ants less threatening. They have a less threatening uh-huh. aura. And then also they it just makes it look more goofy. Um, so yeah, I thought that, yeah, I, thought that, that I think that was actually pretty good for some, a sort of very simple choice. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to bring it up as well that, yeah, like none of the legs are animated. There's no articulation. Uh, some would argue that yeah. it isn't really like animation because basically they're just like bobbing around. And if you if you get single ants where they kind of like get left behind by the pack, like and you try and bring them back, it looks it, 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 the image uh, or the it kind of breaks down at that point because they're just kind sure, of like yeah. they won't even be facing forward. They kind of just like tumble and bounce around. <laughs> uh, but when it's in this uh, big mass, uh, it you know, it looks like a bunch of ants swarming around. Uh, but you're right that it doesn't look quite as like vile and disgusting as real life ants because there is sort of a jaunty and goofy bounciness to everything. And I do think if they had like little legs, uh, you know, making animations and little like antennae twiddling about it might be a little bit too uh icky uh but i i i do think it's uh yeah it's a it's more on you uh more power to you for you know getting that convincing of a look out of like having basically little static ant models that just kind of bounce around yeah. and <laughs> following a big mass uh yeah there was a i also felt like the um in the first level where you're unloading the house, uh-huh. uh, the the camera angle that it gives you also just makes it uh, feel kind of like a, a miniature world uh, story. Like uh-huh. Toy Story is the one that keeps coming to mind. But like that just oh, like trope of like mean. the world seen from the point of view of of small toys yeah. bobbing around. Uh, yeah, I think that helped. Um, These are ants moving stuff out of a dollhouse or something. Yeah, yeah. It just made it a little more cutesy rather than like, sure, sure. Yeah, I also think the the general premise, there's not necessarily a story, but there's kind of an arc to what happens, which is, first of all, that you are literally in in a moving company of ants and you have to get all your ants (laughs) into the moving truck. Uh, and you, uh, you not only have to get them into the moving truck, you have to get them to the front of the moving truck, uh, which kind of, uh, implies that all of these ants are, uh, as a, as a mass operating a motor vehicle, which is kind of funny. Yeah. And that's then, why you need at least a hundred of them. It's like three uh-huh. kids in a trench coat, right? Someone has to push the gas. <laughs> oh someone God. has to fold the, the wheel. Well, I want to know who the hell is hiring the, the million ant moving company. First Maybe of all, they don't that's know. definitely Maybe not they've... a million ants. You know, well, that's like a couple thousand at most. Well, it's just like a manner of speaking. It's like an, yeah, it's a hyperbole. It is a great name. It's an advertising hyperbole. Ah, Ooh, million see. Ant Moving Company. But who would, who would hire Million Ant Moving Company? I don't want ants touching my stuff, man. Ants I mean, are icky. If they're like paper mache, you know. Uh, maybe, I assume, I'm, maybe I'm being I assume too these ants don't release pheromones and goo. Goo? <laughs> ants probably don't release goo ants are not good you ever had an ant infestation at your house i mean yes i've been alive for more than three years so it's a bad time well i'm talking like i'm talking a like a one? lot of ants i don't know if i ever had like a huge one. Oh god we had I we mean, had one here a couple years ago and it was it was an extremely bad time yeah they I are used to get resilient ants crawling species. out of my laptop when i would uh like I would leave my laptop on the floor 
uh, you know, because I don't know, I'd be like watching Netflix before I went to bed and then I just set the laptop on the floor. And then the next day when I opened it up in class, there'd be ants crawling out of the keyboard. It's disgusting. I don't know why I'm sharing this with you or yeah, the listeners. This is a lot. I don't think either I, of you want to hear it. You're kind of ruining my day a bit. No, just to, to the listener. <laughs> I apologize for my icky, icky <laughs> ant story. Um, <laughs> But just know that even with my uh, intense aversion to ants, I still found this game enjoyable. So that probably yeah, says totally. something about it. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, it's definitely a mechanic that I think, uh, I mean, with some pretty substantial changes, but the the core idea to me feels like something that uh, a longer game, maybe not like a full length commercial game, but at least a longer indie game uh, mm-hmm. could definitely be sustained with this this sort of like, uh, mechanic and I think also the the it could be really fun the more control over the ants you get like if it if mm. it it seems like the direction that the designer kind of was going as he went along uh, was to make it more kind of um, about like uh, intention and mastery and less about slapstick humor because as we <laughs> mentioned the the final level it requires some real uh, fine tuned uh, strategy including like setting up piles of ants in certain places beforehand so they can sort of like uh, pass things uh, from one to the other but um, if you were to like continue developing in that way and like give the the player more like fine-tuned control of the ants I think it could be could be really interesting like what control when they when they stick to each other and when they don't when they're grabbing things and when they're not um, shape them into more you know detailed shapes could be really cool yeah, for sure. Uh, well, with that, do you have any more comments or shall we uh, tell the people about what we're going to play next week? Uh, I think that's all I got. So check out the Million Ant Moving Company if this sounded interesting to you. Uh, Andy mm-hmm. Man 404 on itch. But mm-hmm. next week, we'll be playing a different game uh, by the name of OCDA or Okta. I don't know if you're supposed to say it or not. No um, idea. But uh, Okta is a precision platformer uh, get this, in which you play as an animated potato who also just happens to somehow be literate. Uh, so wow. uh, it looks really good. So that's kind of the thing that um, uh, drew us to it, both just like uh, stylistically and it just looks like it probably is a pretty tight um, and uh, pretty tight and well-made platformer that feels good to play. So uh, that's what we're we're playing next week it's by kirstu so if you'd like to hear us talk about okta or if you'd like to get a link to uh the game so you can play it yourself you should follow us on twitter at edgeguardcast uh, we'll tweet out a link to uh the the creators um uh twitter if they have uh if they have one and then we also tweet out um uh, links to to all the games we play so you can find it there so if you want to get um episode updates or general podcast updates go ahead and follow us on twitter at edgeguardcast uh, and if you have recommendation for a game you'd like us to play or you just have thoughts about the podcast we'd love to hear from you so you can find us there and we will talk to you next week 